If there is one thing we learned during this past week, among many lessons too numerous and contentious to mention here, it is that we are a very impatient people. Even with the advantages of the electronic age, we hate to wait. We become accustomed to fast food, instant replays, quick and short news bites, express deliveries, and yet we still become irritated when we have to stand in line, when we are put on hold, and when we are waiting for our iPads to wake up. I'm told that some people even complain if a homily is longer than 10 minutes. I'm told that. As we approach the end of another liturgical year, we are reminded that the unfolding of God's time is in God's hands. We can neither hurry it nor sabotage its progress. But the scripture texts during these weeks of November always remind us, year after year, that we must be prepared for the fulfillment of our time within God's time, or the fulfillment of God's time in our time. A fulfillment that is beyond our comprehension, but it is inevitable. And what we ask is being fulfilled. The promises of God. The promises of God in a history for a new heaven and a new earth. The promises of security and prosperity and justice for all peoples. And the ultimate promise of peace that will be eternal. We might be a bit skeptical about such promises as we look around at our neighborhood or our nation or the global community. The global pandemic, the toxic division in many and between many political bodies, Local and international violence all give evidence that those promises are yet unfulfilled in their totality. Can we then stand with hope? Can we dare to love and forgive a little more? Can we realize in word and action what God has promised through the words and actions of the prophets, and especially in the words and actions of Jesus Christ. It is times like these that our faith and our trust is tested. But it's also in times like these that we recall that the unfolding of God's plan throughout time often, often encountered similar challenges and tensions, 
Perhaps the circumstances were a little different, but the unfolding of God's plan of salvation has been with us from generation to generation. And more importantly, it was in those times, and I believe will be in our days, that the people of God, including ourselves, will rise up with a new hope, a stronger desire that what God promises will unfold, and a love that will indeed survive. The readings of Scripture for today give us both insight and courage. The author of the Book of Wisdom urges us to seek woman wisdom, the author says, that remarkable capacity to see beyond the obvious, to seek beneath the surface, to embrace the very truth of God who lives within the heart of a people and in the marrow of our bones, in the very being of each person. It is an amazing declaration. Woman wisdom is that capacity to see, indeed to grasp, the comfort and desire of a loving God that is as real, the author says, as someone sitting at the gate, resting at our door, keeping vigil in our company. What a beautiful image the author gives us about wisdom. Paul takes one human experience, that of the death of a loved one, to remind us that the mysterious comfort of God can be found even in those times. We all know that nothing disturbs or distresses us as much as the death of someone we love. And yet Paul says that even then, God takes care. God's plan will not be altered. But all of these times, whether of last week or last year, whether in our distant memory or in the future, call us to be prepared. The qualities of faith and hope are not moments of spontaneity. They arise out of an ongoing relationship with the risen Lord. Like the attendants at the wedding feast in the gospel, we make ourselves ready by being alert to the signs of the risen Christ in our midst, even when those signs take a while to unfold. The wedding attendants knew that the bridegroom would arrive. That was the promise. It's always the promise. The question was when and what to do in the meantime. But waiting need not defeat us or take away our trust in the promises of God, even when a solution to that which is negative seems to elude us. After all, 
we ourselves are not the answer to the meaning of life, but we are the participants in its meaningfulness, both for ourselves and others whom we can help and serve. Holy wisdom is that great treasury of insights and faith, of strengths and weaknesses, of failures and joys that help us to discern what is, what is important and what is not, and where our hope comes from. The wisdom of life is the consciousness that the divine bridegroom is present in the fullness and the emptiness of life. It's not simply to wait. It is to arise to meet him. <laughs>